everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Tonight's episode is something, shall we call, an experiment? Oh my. That sounds scientific and I like it. Experimental? Yeah. It sounds like experimental theater, which is... Oh God. Rarely good. I'm willing to say never good. Uh, On the rarest occasion. But I feel like if it's good, it's unbelievable. Amazing. Earth shattering. Gotta go see it no matter how much the tickets are. Yeah. No, you're right. It's like one out of a hundred that you'll see that's that good. Do you feel like Hamilton is kind of like experimental theater because it's kind of the first of its kind? Yes. Yeah. So there you go. It's either Hamilton or it's some of the plays that you and I have seen together. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> it was real bad. Yeah. Oh, um, but on the good end, see what I did there? The opposite of bad is good. And this... Oh, I see what you did. It... Okay, okay. Yeah, see Sorry, what I did. I'm a little slow on the uptake. Um, it's all right. Also, we did just air our Double Date with Dateline, which has to be our stupidest episode ever. Um, And couple corrections. Already? Should I do them right off the bat? Oh. Or let's just say, are those ID shows, they're not um, for the historically accurate viewer, and that is not us anyways. So we're watching mostly for fun, not for accuracy. Oh, no. Going for more entertainment value. That being said, a couple things we said were just not smart, but um, I called a, a, maus- a mausoleum a mosque, which obviously, apologies. And also, I guess we thought the first episode took place in Spain or something, but it took place in Florida. So there's a couple things we got the wrong. The first episode took place in Florida? The, with the doctor. I thought it took place in Italy. So, okay, we Italy. were definitely in the wrong continent. Yeah. Okay, but they, okay, in our defense, they all had accents. And in the last one where it takes place in Germany. Can you explain what happened with that one? Because we sound, I mean, that one was hysterical to me because the whole thing the people have names like Gunter. No, I can't explain it. I can tell you that. And it takes... then and no accents. But then at the beginning, it says Germany. And they're on a movie set. And they're on a movie set, which movies are filmed in Germany, but not by a people in a, talking with American accents. I feel like we should maybe just take the episode down. I'm feeling I was very stressed about putting it up <laughs> in no. the first place. But let's just put it this way. That episode is I do not do this often anymore where I will text Kimberly and say, I'm not, I don't think we should put it up. I don't think I can put it up. And so <laughs> y'all, if you made it through it, thank you. Um, please don't stop listening to us. That's a rare episode. And the, this coming up double date is a tremendous story. It's not three stories. It's one story. And it's very, very interesting and good. And we don't sound as dumb. No, not even close. I feel like we're paying slightly lesser attention than we are when we're watching Datelines. At least I am, for sure. I think what they're doing is they're putting the places and years on the bottom of the screen, and I'm straight up missing it. And so, (laughs) and instead of going back to figure it out, I'm like, I'll figure it out eventually. And that's not the right attitude. And I think because I have to scroll back on my phone, and then usually it'll trigger six ads. So I don't like to do that. I don't like to do it because then when you scroll back, it's always at least minimum four ads. And I don't want to. So why are you watching on your phone? I always watch on my phone. I watch everything on my phone. Strange. Well, where else would I watch it? A TV screen. But then it's the same thing. Even if I went back on the TV, it would trigger the ads. I don't watch much on TV. But it's bigger. Maybe that's okay. I know. 
We'll never know. We'll never know why every single person in Germany has an American accent for some reason. This was six minutes of us discussing something that is not our experiment. And our experiment... (laughs) Our experiment is that we already covered this episode of Dateline, (gasps) but this is an update, kind of. Little baby update at the end. Okay. Um, but I asked you guys on Twitter, which is why everyone should follow us on social media and have it set to for notifications because you'll get fun questions like this. Like, should we still cover this episode, even though we have already done it? And everyone resoundingly said yes. Okay. Um, so you don't follow us. You don't get to answer those questions. You probably don't care either way, but whatever. The people that do care voted and they all said yes, especially Charles. And I said I would do it anything for Charles. So this is for you, Charles. Mm -hmm. Okay, there we go. Uh, Well, I'm I'm happy to cover it because upon watching this, I've realized this has some of our most favorited classic Dateline characters that we refer to in many other episodes. So it's good to go back to this one because now you'll understand at least one, maybe two major references. That we refer to. I was more worried are my jokes were going to all be the same. They might be. And they might be. We'll see. So maybe just don't listen to our original. Um, so are we going to call this Finding Sarah Good again? Yeah. Okay. The refinding of Sarah Good. Okay. Um, so this episode, mm-hmm. I didn't write down. Oh, well, are we call? I don't know if actually, I don't know what, if they're actually calling it a new one. Nah, it's calling it season 25, episode 23. So I think we're going to have to go with that. Okay. Okay. So it originally aired on March 10th, 2017, but yesterday was um, May 15th, 2020, in the year of our Lord, the year of Corona. And it's hosted still by Andrea Canning. It'd be really funny if they had photoshopped in um, with like green screen one of the other anchors for no reason. No, it would just, not. Just no reason. This is Andrea's swan song. It's not because she's not going anywhere. She's not going anywhere. This is a great Andrea episode. It's one of our favorites, actually. It, it really is for of Andrea. So um, at the beginning, we have, I believe, what started my fascination with Dateline, throwing a little bit of shade on the hometowns. I think it was. I think it might have been this episode. This episode is just a benchmark. I'm it's, shocked. It created the bingo cards, basically. I really wish we had a ding for any time it's something that's like a trope that becomes a trope. So down from all the mansions, the fancy cars and the elite is blue collar, a poor man's paradise. And I was like, Andrea, Andrea, we're on Long Island. And uh, we, we're talking about Sarah Good, who is from a, I didn't say the episode, Finding Sarah Good. She's from a huge Long Island Italian family. I'm probably going to reference Jersey Shore more than I would like to. And I want to state up front that I do know that Jersey is different than Long Island, that Long Island is in New York. And I am aware of that, but I'm still going to confuse the two. Because the accents that we're getting are extremely similar. But I feel like if you live there, you might be offended and be like, I'm not Jersey, I'm Long Island. I think there's definitely people from Long Island that summer at the Jersey Shore. Okay, you're right. And not everyone that's on Jersey Shore, the TV show, lives in Jersey. Only a couple of them do. Mm -hmm. Trying to remember which one. Vinny and Angelina. No, they live on Long Island, I think. Um, so there's nine kids in this family. 21 year old Sarah was the baby. Uh, she has a bunch of older sisters with thick accents. She has a brother-in-law 
Nick. You can't forget Nick. If you've no. ever seen this episode, you know Nick. Nick, his, his chest is so big when he's walking. I don't know how he goes to the bathroom. I don't know how he puts pants on. What do you like, mean? I don't know how he, his arms are so big. His chest and his arms are so big. They, I don't think, can come together in any way. Oh, no, they can. Yeah, he can do it. Well, no, okay, I see what you're saying. He is a large gentleman that works out often. I'm not going to say he's on steroids. Oh, he looks like he's, I mean. Can't say that he's not on steroids. Don't be like the defense attorney. That's what that sounded like. (laughs) Um, He did double negatives. Um, He he looks like if you saw him, you'd be like, oh, that roided out bro. Because he's just he's just big. And I think that that's look, I don't even know if that's insulting. I feel like it's not because I feel like a lot of guys body like guys that are into their bodies that go to the gym. That's the look they want. They want the steroid look. So regardless of if they're on it or not, that's yeah. the goal. No, that's what they want to look like. Right. Uh, he is a big, strong guy. He's a protector to Sarah. Who's he married to? Did we ever find out which one of those sisters he's married to? Interestingly enough, he is married to one of the sisters that is not interviewed. Isn't that interesting? Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I, because this... he's like our main interview. Yeah. As the brother-in-law, besides the four sisters, but there's another sister that he's married to that was not on the show. Because how many? There's nine, nine of them in total. Mm-hmm. Two brothers, the rest are girls. Oh, wow. So there's five sisters. And so the only one not interviewed is Nick's wife. Yeah. Um, also, is this the first time that we get sisters kind of in a semicircle? They're like in the semicircle and they all are wearing like mildly different shirts, but they're all brunette. Clearly, a look sea like of brunettes with Andrea's blonde. Yes, and they all look like they're part of a family. There's no yeah. mistaking oh, they all it. Look, yeah. Now, big strong Nick likes to paint Sarah's nails. Ah. Oh. And they're going to mention that quite a lot of times. And it's st- and it's still got me. I still thought it was sweet, and I'm sure I thought it was sweet last time. It's something I that- thought it was weird last time. You sure did. But I think I thought it. I think I thought it was sweet this time. Good. The part that I find funny is that they say, Nick says, well, me owning a hardware floor business, because those skills, I guess, translate buffing and polishing. And yeah, I guess it's the same thing. He says more detail. So he likes like the little details and the lining up. Also, the floor that they show him on in that B-roll shot is it did look well done. Beautiful. However, someone reminded me on Twitter. No, don't. We'll talk about it at the end. Is this about his store? I have information. Yeah. Well, you'll have to wait till the end. You got to get through this episode okay, to find so, out the goods. Okay. Yeah. So Sarah gets pregnant at set. Now I'm going to rush through. Sarah got pregnant at 17. She had a little girl, Jocelyn. Nick was Jocelyn's godfather, of course. Uh, she had recently broken up with a boyfriend. This is like four years later. Jocelyn's like four. She's four when this all happens? I thought she was still a baby. I was not. No, because she had been going out with this guy for two years. Um, and it's not the baby daddy. And Sarah is 21. That makes sense. Okay. So she was 17 yeah. when she got pregnant. Or no. So I'm sorry. Jocelyn would be three. So um, so she had recently broken up with this guy that she'd been going out with for a couple of years. And she was going out uh, to hanging out with some friends. So she drops her daughter off at brother-in-law Nick's house. She begs him to paint her nails. And 
that will become foreshadowing and like very sad. And they keep talking about her nails. Yeah, the because whole time. the night, this is one particular night where she, and the, just the story he tells about how, like I said, ah, no, I'll get out of here. I got to take a shower and whatever. And then she's like, oh, please. And he gave in. So she doesn't come home the next day. She goes out. She doesn't come home the next day. She's not answering her calls. Then the cops find her car abandoned. And in a part that is very memorable, the cops are trying to get the car keys, the spare key. And the sisters are like, we're coming with you. And the cops are like, no, you're not. Stay home, ma'am. And they're like, I don't think so. And they follow the cops to where the car is. They proceed to get out of their cars and they're all standing around screaming at the cops to open the trunk because they want to see if Sarah's inside. And the cops say, get in your cars or we're going to arrest you. And so the sisters, instead of leaving, they get in their cars and they start circling the block. Like oh they are the T-Birds and they're trying to start a rumble. I love this family. This is like this. It's like a movie how involved this family is. But you know what? They get it done. And I, I got to respect it because. Oh, I respect the passion. I do. I feel like I wish my family would be like that, but I think they'd be much more polite and respectful of the police. And I'd be like, no, I'm missing. Find me. And they right. They'd be like, no, no, let them do their job. Yeah. Thanks, the mom. squeaky wheel gets the oil. And they are. Mm-hmm. Is that wrong? Did I do it wrong again? Darn it. I don't know which one's right or wrong. I'm grease. not doing it on purpose. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. Mm, I think oil's fine. Okay. They're the, basically the same thing. Nope. But then when, um, but it's also the kind of thing that I think the police department in this town just is ready to murder the family. Oh, my God. The family is causing so much obstruction of justice. This is just the tip of the iceberg. They are a menace to society. But they, again, menace gets it done. Mm-hmm. So Sarah's body is not in the car. So the family does a search party. This is might have been where my love of search party started. I'm not sure. I remember like, being stressed out about editing this and how much you love a search party and thinking it might be disrespectful. Gratuitous. I remember, <laughs> but I remember being like, that's, this is a very strange thing to look. Are people going to think this is offensive? It was early enough that I was worried about it. Right. So I, and then I put search party with an exclamation point on our bingo cards because I love them so much. And this is the search party of, this is one of the biggest, right? It's huge. And it's, it's with Jersey accents. Sorry, Long Island accents. It's amazing. You could just say New York accents. Sure. But it's a very specific New York accent is Long Island, I feel like. I'm sorry, isn't that like across the board? Do they? Is it a different accent in different regions in New York? Yeah, I think so. I think it's like in England. People can tell where you're from kind of by... Oh. So like if you're from Yonkers, yeah. you don't sound like you're from Long Island. I think so. I could be wrong. But I'm sure I'll hear about it, but (laughs) I don't care. Is Yonkers on Long Island? Okay. Yonkers is, I don't think, I don't think Long Island. I think it's like Upstate New York. Brooklyn? A tree grows in. Nope. Keep moving on. Okay. What's that play that's about Yonkers? Lost in Yonkers. Yeah, is that it? I think so. That has to be it, right? It's a movie too, right? With Richard Dreyfuss. Am I making that up? Where am I getting that? Mm, I'm sure. Also, whatever happened to Richard Dreyfus? I think he got me tooed. No, is he alive? Yeah. Oh, sorry. He was old in Always, and that was a long time ago with Holly Hunter. He's... Remember that movie? No. 
that I used to love What About Bob. Of course. Um, and Mr. Holland's Opus. I never saw that. I don't think I could make it through that. Hmm. I think that was um, rough for me. So the night before, Sarah had been hanging out with this guy, Jason, who she calls her cousin because they grew up together. He might be our first like unofficial bag of wieners because we definitely did not call them bag of wieners back then because our first bag of wieners was from final curtain. I believe right. That actor sitting on the staircase, but this guy is bag of inaugural bag of wieners. This guy is long, long Island edition bag of wieners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I also think we called him chin strap. Yeah, we definitely did because he has a chin strap and yeah. piercings. Many piercings. The hair of, of an Amish man. <laughs> yeah, he does have Amish hair, doesn't he? Because he has a short haircut and then full thick chin strap. like a Just underneath. It's like the chin is the top front part of the chin is bare. The lower part is all hair. It's like contouring with hair. Yeah. I, guess I don't understand. So they met up with Brandon, this new friend of Sarah's. He's a skinnier bag of wieners, but seems nicer, I think. We liked Brandon, and I still like Brandon. I liked Brandon more. Brandon does the right thing. Love Brandon, but he's better. Yeah, he's good. So, um, also in the photos from that night, they all have cups from, like, a fast food restaurant. But Dateline doesn't say they went anywhere. No, they have red cups. No, I thought they were red solo cups. Upon inspection, they're red colored fast food type cups. Oh, so maybe they that sounds fun. So they all went out and got like a ton of food and then came back to the house and ate it. That sounds like fun. And maybe it's just because we're in isolation right now. But I think that sounds just so fun. <laughs> I would love that. It really does change your whole thing. Yeah. So Sarah and the two guys went to Brandon's house after the hangout to watch The Hobbit which is not what you'd expect from... So surprising. So around 1 a.m., Sarah drove Jason home, and then she went home. And in the past few days, she had been tweeting weird things, like, so I know, so you know I live on a dead end. I see you creeping. Who's that? I don't understand Twitter that much, but why... Is that at someone specific, or is that no, just a like, general... No, like, that's what's weird. It's very strange. I think it's like a general just way of throwing shade out there or to let someone know you're on it's maybe is that what subtweeting is not sure but it's where like it's like you tweet something and it's like subtly at someone but you don't say at them so you don't at them so that it's just to everyone but like they know who they are but it's also odd that she doesn't tell nick about it because he's her big protector Instead of tweet, if she was actually being followed on her dead end street, that's very concerning. So she actually does live on a dead end street. That's not a metaphorical. No, dead Nick end. says that how dark her end of her end of her street was. I see. And I was like, why can't they get those lights fixed? Nick should have been I up see. at the city hall at the council meetings and being like, put in a lamppost. Put in a lamppost there. Oh, yeah, they're not going to do that. Um, and then she said in another tweet, getting threatened for days now. Yeah, I don't like that either. I don't know. Uh -uh. Why? Nick and the Nick, the brother-in-law, and as he says, five of the biggest guys you can probably imagine. Wow. Whose names are probably Vinny, Ronnie, Polly, and the Short circumstance. Stack. 
short stack. <laughs> I think it's the circumstance, like the situation. Oh, that's good. The happenstance. <laughs> the happenstance. Yo, the happenstance is here. Yo, happen. They start asking questions around town, but he wasn't getting nothing from anybody. Okay. So everyone is on social media using the hashtag find Sarah good, which is our title. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really good title. First, the cops look at the ex-boyfriend DJ. They went out for like two years and they broke up just 10 days before. He's a ginger. I do love my gingers, but his name is also DJ. And if Katie's told me one thing, she has told me stay away from DJs. Correct. Don't date a DJ. Yeah. Um, DJ's mom called and threatened Sarah, actually threatened to kill Sarah um, over a mean Facebook post that Sarah had posted after they broke up. So Sarah called 911 to report the mom. Well, good for her. But what was the post that she posted? What was the Facebook post? It was something negative about the family. And Sarah's mom has a hot temper and did not like that. I'm sorry, not Sarah's mom, DJ's mom. DJ's mom mom got mad at her. So was DJ's family part of the reason, I'm assuming, that Sarah and DJ broke up? Because I mean, if not, can we just say she clearly, like, I don't want to say she dodged a bullet, but, like, that would have been her mother-in-law. I mean, if you're looking at Sarah, I think for a mom who maybe DJ's a little bit of a mama's boy, like, as seems to happen, as from my knowledge of, Jersey Shore, that some of those boys are extremely attached to their ma. Vinny, yes. Right? Because why would the mom not like Sarah? Oh, she's not only a high school graduate and a college graduate with a young daughter. Um, She's got a good career going. She was doing that medical, whatever, medical transcribing or whatever she was doing. I know. Sarah seems delightful. But then Sarah put, Sarah did write something not nice on Facebook. Yeah, that's not great. But Sarah's also young. And that's kind of how this works so but you don't threaten to kill someone over no you really don't especially if you're much older you should know better so nick thinks that dj's innocent because he was helping in the search parties and he seemed broken up but then he hears about dj and his mom kind of threatening sarah and he is like that's my job to threaten people i'm the bouncer of this here town and a cop tells nick You know, you shouldn't really talk to DJ. You can't really trust anybody right now, Nick, which is the worst thing to tell Nick, who is already one day away from forming a posse and breaking people's kneecaps because they insulted his brand new kicks. So he don't give him that sort of more suspicion. Yeah, you don't. No. Yeah, you need to read the situation or the happenstance, as it were. Cop. So, you need to yeah, Or understand. the happenstance. Yeah. So Andrea says to Nick, what did you think when the cop said that? And Nick says a lot of things, a lot of bad things, you know, hurting him wise. Okay. He's I so. Lo- Nick might be a little simple, but he makes good for good television. Here's the deal. He's the most violent teddy bear that I've ever met. And I love Nick. And when I watch this, I'm like, I love you, Nick. But you're so incredibly violent and prone to violence that I worry about you. I worry. I don't know how you're not in jail for manslaughter. But then you cried after because you're a teddy bear. Has You he give got- him a shirt off your back after you kill him. Has he gotten arrested for any assault and battery? That's the, that's the question of the hour. Okay. 
We don't need, we don't have Nick Giannetto's rap sheet in front of us. So the cops try to get Nick to calm down, but then, but then he tells, Nick tells them, well, if you find out who does this, I'm going to bring him to you. And Andrea calls him a bounty hunter and he's so proud. And it's like, don't encourage him, Andrea, but he's fully ready to kill somebody like dead, bring him in dead or alive. He doesn't care at this point. Yeah. Dead or deader. Yeah. So then there's um, the skinny guy, Brandon, who watched The Hobbit with her. He's volunteering to talk to the police. He gives his DNA sample and they ask for a handprint, which we will find out later why. Mm -hmm. And he even goes to the search party. But while he's there, Sarah's family throws him up against a car and threatens him. And he was begging for his life. He was scared and traumatized. And... I want to know if it was Nick or was it one of the sisters or like, who was it? Was it all of them together? I think you're looking at one of the brothers who we don't meet. Maybe the dad. One of the sisters was being held back. She was that, that like at a party, people holding her back. There's nine of them. Yeah. They're going to come in like a, you won't even know who it is. And they all look kind of similar. No, it's just flying. Just, yeah, all of a sudden you're in a chokehold and you can't see who's behind you. Manicured just coming at you. But also I do kind of get it. They like want to figure out what's going on. And they are probably well aware that the time is ticking. Like we don't have time. We need to find her right now. So punk, if you're holding back. But you cannot be vigilantes. Absolutely not. But they totally are. Yes, 100%. And they seem to go fairly unchecked by the police. No, it's zero to vigilante and the police are, the police are terrified. Are terrified of them. So um, then Brandon's brother posts a photo of his bloody hand on Facebook and with the hashtag enough said, and then the caption, so keep talking. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He's not involved he wasn't there that night watching The Hobbit. He was probably out blooding up his hand. But it just makes me think, like, does everyone on Long Island, very nice, very close to their families, but at the, any moment might punch you in the face. But we talk with our fists. <laughs> I don't understand it. It's... I, I, don't, I don't think that people are all like that on Long Island. Definitely not. But the people we're meeting are. Are, are yeah, extremely prone to hurting <laughs> other people. So days pass. In fact, as Andrea says, one day passes, then two, three, four, and five. Mm-mm. I wanted her to be like, uh, 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 the count oh. from Sesame Street. One, oh. one day, <laughs> two, two long day. I can't do the accent today. Sorry, guys. I don't know what You're happened. Too, you got to stick to Jersey. Don't get off track. Okay. Long Island. I'm sorry. So the family, they're all like living together at the mom's house during this time when they're looking for Sarah. They're sleeping on the floor, in the kitchen, and they just wanted to be together. And I remember that. If they hear a helicopter or a police car go by in the middle of the night, they jump in their cars and they follow it to try they're to see if they found something. such a good family. I know. It's heartbreaking. I love them so much. I know. I love it that they just didn't want to be alone. It's like, no, the family's got to be together for Sarah. Yeah. Ugh. We got one toilet here for 28 people, but it's fine. 
we're fine. We're gonna rent the porta potty. Does Johnny still have the porta potty <laughs> from his sister's cousin's wedding? Does he have it still? <laughs> well, where did he get it? <laughs> Mark, Mark. Can you hear me? Okay, that's, I want it to be something. Is that close? I thought it was close. To me, it sounded good. It could be Boston for all I know. Yeah, to me, it I'm, sounded I went great. To, I went to Mark, and that's a Boston. Cause that's yeah, the, that's I got a Wahlberg. little Boston at the end. So uh, then they are doing these search parties. They're searching in the rain, in the hot heat, the tick-infested woods. And then we find out that at this time, three of the sisters are pregnant doing these long searches it's unbelievable and their feet are swollen after after searching all day like these ladies are heroes don't tell me women are not tough yeah Katie, don't what? don't you be telling me yeah that women aren't tough i mean i'm not ticks creep me out and i don't like exercise but these women are tough these women have yeah they're they're made of strong strong stuff also, they're heroes because I'm skipping ahead to B-roll. Did you notice the beautiful photo albums that they're flipping through in their B-roll? There's nary a loose photograph in sight. And so I would have the... forgiven them for it because they're so awesome, but I didn't even have to. And when the producer came to them and said, okay, it's better if we take the photos out. I'm not taking the photo out of the album. <laughs> yes. What, are you crazy? You're crazy. The photos stay in the albums. That's nonsense. We got to protect them. <laughs> Furious. Uh, they're girls after my own heart. Yeah, so are. the next suspect is Jason, the cousin, Chinstrap. And is he a cousin? Is... No, they said they were cousins. I'm sorry. I did finger quotes, but you were looking down. And also we host a podcast. No one can see your finger quotes in space. I forgot yeah. that no one could see. I was tr- I need to. His. If. Her cousin. Right. Is if that a, implied? If a finger quote happens in a forest, can anyone hear? <laughs> can I, no one can hear. So the cousin, fake cousin, childhood friend, or Jason. Um, so no one can reach him. The sisters are calling him. Then Nick goes out searching for him. Turns out he's in jail because he had a harassment charge so they can hold him for that. So it looks like we were right in our assessment that he is a bag of wieners. Yeah. He gives his DNA and his handprint, and we finally feel like we're going to find out why they need a handprint, but no, Andrea's not going to tell us. Mm-mm. You got me again, Andrea. So Jason is like, oh, Jason. Jason somehow has a thicker accent than everybody else in this episode. Um it really does. He's like, the cop was Mr. Nice Guy, this and that. And then he was like spitting at me, choking me. And Andrea says, wow. But she's clearly unimpressed and is thinking, good for the cops. Also, why do you have an Amish beard? And why is your accent so much thicker than everybody else that I've interviewed for this show? Also, can you put on a tie for your Dateline interview? No. And then um, Bag Oat Shinstraps says, they got me thinking, like, what the F? And they beep him. And Andrea scandalized in her gorgeous gold necklace. And I was like, don't speak to the queen that way. Clean up your language for Dateline. The F word, you potty mouth. You kiss your mother with that mouth? No. <laughs> and he is a razor because I'd like you to make some adjustments to your beard. Yeah. So <laughs> then he says, he says, um, I didn't get no phone call. No one read me my rights. 
And I was like, I highly doubt that, but okay. okay. And then he says, they're like, where the F was Sarah? And again, they're blaming him. And it's like, where the F this and where the F this? And I was like, does he think Dateline is on HBO? Is he, you can't even say the F-bomb on MTV. Where does he think he is, bro? Like, then he gets Where bleeped. does he work? It's, I know. Where not Do you it. have a job? He doesn't have a job. He works in a video store, an old blockbuster. Does he, or does he work down <laughs> that at the was, docks? That was Boston. He works at the docks. Maybe at he's the like a He's like a fishmonger. Sorry, I'm thinking of jobs like that because the only time I've ever heard people like that is in places like where Oliver works. It's like just stream of obscenities, right? So a mechanic. Does that? I don't What about a bar? I've never heard bartenders cuss like that at a bar. Pot I mean, dealer. some, but I think some. There you go. Okay. But he gets bleeped two more times in one sentence where like you don't even know what he's saying at this point. It's like it's like NBC is trying to air a Dave Chappelle stand up routine in their 10 o'clock or eight o'clock hour. And it's like bleep, you bleep, bleep, bleep. And like you can catch maybe one word out of it. And Andrea's eyes are just glazing over at this point. Yeah. She, I feel like she's like, how long do I have to sit here for? Mm-hmm. So. Chinstrap says the cops were ripping his mind apart. And then he says he was crying himself to sleep in jail. And Andrea's like, you were literally crying? He's like, on a roll of toilet paper as my pillow. And And then he holds up. People, he fakes like he's sleeping, having sweet, yeah. Because he's like doing it smugly with a roll of toilet paper as my pillow. Like he's having sweet dreams. He's smiling. It's so instantly the thing that you're his buddy's like, no, you didn't. Like, because no, you didn't. You didn't, man. You didn't use a roll of toilet paper as your pillow. They gave you a pillow. You weren't in solitary confinement, like w- wearing just your underwear and like a scrap of scrapple for like, you know, for your blankie. No, you were in a normal cell. You had a pillow and you had a mattress and you had a blanket. The pillow and the mattress might have bed bugs, but you had something. But you had them. You did not have a roll of I've to- seen 60 days in. They get at least a mat to sleep on. It's so, it's such a stupid thing to lie about. And you lied about it on NBC. Also, in the time of coronavirus, everyone across America was like, you had a roll of toilet paper? Yes. Yeah, Where'd you get it? I know. From where? <laughs> Prisons got toilet paper. Yeah. And then everyone, there's a charge on the prisons. They also and have- then- coronavirus so andrea yeah that's true andrea asks him about sarah and for the first time he's like oh yeah we're here about sarah like i was concerned that's the most infuriating part about him he doesn't even remember to talk about her till andrea brings it up he is so excited to be on dateline to tell his victim story and it makes me crazy it's like well this is about me right no it's not at all about you he feels like he was targeted by police and the family. And he says the police talked to him 30 plus times. No, they did Do you didn't. know how many times 30 plus times is? Besides, when we actually find out what actually happens, the span that it 30 times would have had to have happened in, we're talking like multiple times a day they, they came and talked to you? They didn't. Does he mean 30 plus minutes? Yeah, maybe <laughs> confused. So then we meet Sarah's best friend, Alora Cicero, which is a super cool name. Love that name. Also, by the way, he answers that way too fast. When she asks him how many times cops talk to him, it's like 
he doesn't skip a beat. And I'm like, yeah, you've told this a few times, haven't you, buddy? This is your well, new I'm bar story. Well, I'm surprised he's not suing the police for misconduct. I'm sure he tried. So Alora um, digs into Sarah's phone records. And she finds out that the night of the disappearance, the phone was going back and forth. She was talking to a guy named Dante Taylor, who's friends with Brandon and the skinny guy who was at the party that night. He is. Does she looking. figure out that it's him? It's her. It's a Laura that figures it out. Who? Who is oh, this? Right. It's Dante. She's got guts. And that's also a really good best friend. Mm hmm. Yeah. She just starts calling people. Yeah, I Have love you it. seen her? It says that you talked to her. Um, so Dante is good looking. I yeah. think it's safe to say that. Yeah, we have to mention it. We have to mention it. And if you don't think, well, he, we don't, just, he's good looking. So um, he just has really pretty light colored eyes, like those crystal eyes that are like, yeah, generally, I think that everyone thought we said no, last he has time, a really I'm good sure. looking face too. He looks like that convict. The model he does look like that hot convict model that everybody yep. talks about. Um, so Dante was a neighbor of Alora's boyfriend. Yes, that's where it got confusing last time. This is where we meet our new gal pal, our new lady that we're going to go cold shopping with, Delia, who is our Alora's boyfriend's mother, mom, and who lives next door to Dante. Delia doesn't seem to have a job except for spying on her young, hot, teenage neighbor. She took time off from her job to do this. <laughs> it's, it's very concerning. And I don't know if I realized last time how concerning it is that she spends all of her days spying on a 19-year-old boy that lives next door. I'm going to defend Delia and say that I think Delia is a little bit of an exaggerator. I think she might like, I think she's saying that she was watching him all the time, but I think um, she- No, I think she was. She even tells us how she follows him around the town. That is true. She's being a detective. She's being her own best detective. You think it's too much for watching the neighbor? It's highly inappropriate, and <laughs> there's no evidence against him at this point. So people should not be spying on their neighbors, period, unless it is a situation like we had in the house where the oh. neighbors have the police there every other day, and you're clearly about to witness a crime. Then you can maybe spy on them. Why is she so convinced that it's him? I that's where I got a little confused. Literally, because the him phone early. numbers, because they talked that night. That's all there is. So Laura came over, and her boyfriend was there, and they're all talking about it. And she's like, "See, I knew something wasn't right with him. I knew something wasn't right." And then starts watching him. And she had known Sarah since she was a baby too, because everyone in this town seems to know each other. Right. So. She felt like she's like, tells Andrea, I was looking as a mother. I was looking as a mother. So she's like. I still think she's the best. I still think she wants to be a private eye. I still think she might have already done it at, at this point. How many years out? I think she's got her license by now. Yeah. yeah. I think she watched Inspector Gadget with her kids and thinks she's Penny. It's there's something going on with Delia. Mm -hmm. So she needs to take night classes or something. She's a little wacky, but she's a great dresser. I think she might be wearing beta brand pants. Yes, go Delia. Smart woman. 
Beta brand dress pant yoga pants are perfect for wearing at home, working at work, working in your yard, spying on your neighbor who you think might be a murderer. There you go. Any situation, working and or lounging and or spying, these pants are appropriate for all life situations. Absolutely. They are as comfortable as your PJs, but their professional style will make you feel like you actually got dressed for the day. And when you actually get dressed for the day, when you're working from home, you feel invincible. Professionals. <laughs> Beta Brand's customer favorite dress pant yoga pants, which are dress pants that feel like yoga pants, are made of wrinkle-resistant stretch knit fabric because, no joke, who actually wants to iron things? Nobody. Uh-huh. Ain't nobody got time for that. Is your wardrobe as old as my comedy references? Maybe get some new beta brand pieces and spice things up a little. They are so comfortable. They don't dig into your skin. You don't need to unbutton anything so you can breathe. But at the same time, they hold you in in all the right places and they make your butt look good. Yes. Um, they have tons of styles like boot cut, straight cut, skinny, cropped, pockets. You know, I love the pockets. Pockets. I, but I've been eyeing these wide leg ones with this navy blue checked pattern. Oh, they cute. have like so many new styles on their website and I want them all. So right now, our listeners can get 25% off their first order when they go to betabrand.com forward slash Dateline, 25% off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com forward slash Dateline. Find out why women are buying five, not one, not two, three, four, or five different pairs of these pants. Five, five pairs of beta brand. Go to betabrand.com forward slash Dateline for 25% off. Seriously, you won't regret it. Everyone who buys them just falls in love with Beta Brand. I want my Beta Brand, Beta Brand, Beta Brand. I want my Beta Brand, Beta Brand, Beta Brand. Beta, Beta Brand pants. I don't think it can count as an original um, marketing theme song slogan if it's directly stealing from another slogan. Copyright Chili's. Circa 2011. <laughs> Darn it. Thank you, Beta Brand. Thank you, Beta Brand. So Nick finds out about Dante that he talked to Sarah that night and he starts following him. He's like, step aside, Delia, sweetie. I've got this. And one day he's spying on him. This is just so bizarre. He's like watching him and he calls the police and he says, that kid in, involved with Sarah Dante, he's sitting in his car. You got to get over here. It's like, because he's sitting in his car? No, he was sitting in his car out front of his house. No, Dante wasn't sitting outside of Nick's house. Yeah, Dante was in front of Nick's house. No. And he's like, it, yeah, go back. It why says that, would Dante be outside of Nick's house? Because I'm sure that Nick, Nick has a neighbor that's a friend of Dante's. And he's like, the, the kid's out front of my house. That kid, Dante... He's talking to the cops like they know everything about the case, which is... Oh, yeah. No, totally. He just says Sarah. Like, he's just his first name. Like, I know you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. It's that Dante's in front of, of Nick's house. So I think Still, it's Still, how like, can you call... You can't call the cops on someone that's just sitting in their car. Have they just not been able to find Dante? Right. Like, I've located him. You've been looking for him. But that's not what he says. He's like, he's sitting in his car. Get right over here. 
I, I yeah, could. That's still not enough reason to call the cops on someone. It's definitely not. But I think in Nick's case, it's self-protection because Nick's about to murder him. So it's like, get over here so that I don't commit a felony. Right, 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 right. Yes. But then he goes full roided psycho on him because he can't even wait for the cops. And he's screaming at Dante. But he's a gentleman and tells Andrew he's cursing, using curse words at him. But he doesn't say what they are. So he does not get bleeped right now. He gets bleeped later, though. So don't give him too much credit. He gets bleeped at the end. Um, So then the whole family shows up. And you know the word kneecaps was being thrown around. You know there was lots. You know, fishes, sleeping with fish, things Uh like that. Yeah, They've gone full mafia on Long Island Mm -hmm. at Dante. So they police bring in Dante, half for his protection and half because they want to talk to him. Exactly right. He said he called Sarah that night to talk to Jason. Jason's, the douchebag, has a full chin strap but does not have a cell phone with good service i guess so he needed to use sarah's phone and so that's why he called that night and he talked to jason he had posted find sarah good on twitter with as and i remember this from last time how mad i was he used three exclamation points like he's trying to be supportive but he didn't put anything else like no scent nothing that was jason's post right or was that Dante's post? Dante's. Sorry, I was confused. Okay. No. Um, Dante posted, find Sarah good. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation He point. literally just like retweeted. That's yeah. the bare minimum you can do. You have 280 characters to mess with and you didn't want to put anything out. Well, back then you had probably 140. and But you didn't want to put anything else? No. Like, That's all he has to say. He just has to put something. Find her. Great girl. Missing. But I, but I feel something. like that's I feel like that's suspicious though. It's just, I feel like he did it as like the most half aid version of like to show support, but without actually putting any support. Because I think you're if totally he didn't right. put any, that would have been suspicious. But then he can show that he retweeted the hashtag, which is again the bare minimum you can do on Twitter. Yep. But he did something. But also he did three exclamation points, which is my general go-to. And now I'm rethinking the whole thing because I feel like it is not, um, it doesn't sound as authentic as I mean it to when Dante does it. So Nick goes to church and probably wore khakis um, because he wears khakis a lot. Yeah, that's his dress up. Yeah. And he prays to find Sarah. He just says, like, I want to find Sarah. And afterwards, he goes to join a search party where they find the body. And it's horrible. It's just so sad. And um, the sisters are sad. It's just brutal. And then Andrea is um, pushing Nick to try to make him cry. You know she is. She's pushing the knife in. She is like, you were her protector, Nick. And, you know, you were the last family member to say goodbye to her. You even helped her get ready on that very last night. Keeps you going. did her nails. And then he cries and he's like, I did her nails. And Andrea's like, you couldn't have known. <laughs> like, Andrea. Do you want him to cry or don't you want him? I don't know what's going on. What's going on, Andrea? But he's he's a good interview. He really and he's and he's crying. So then the family, they grieve for Sarah. They oh. toss flowers into the ocean with shirts that have the lyrics of Imagine on them. It's just the whole 
very sad. Sarah's body stabbed more than 40 times. It's horrible. She was um, raped. There are leaves and twigs stuffed in between her legs. It's horrific. Absolutely just the worst. It's like so brutal when they're describing it. It's the worst case scenario. It's, yeah. So they think the assault started in her car because there was blood and a chunk of her hair in the car. Um, And then it went into the woods. We meet this fingerprint forensic expert lady. who's Oswald. Sure. She's so pretty. Yeah. She's one of those super, it's like her and Andrea are next to each other. And you're like, you both look like models and you're smart too. Life is not. You loved her last time. She's so pretty. Um, Also, the prosecutor, also beautiful. Like this episode, just filled with beautiful women. I love the prosecutor. Who are talented and smart. So there's a handprint on the car. Right. And they that's why they've been trying to match everyone's handprint. On the hood of the car. So it's yes. like someone was stabilizing themselves, or I don't even know why they're, I don't know, I don't get it. Because it's not on the trunk, it's on the... No, it's on the hood. Hood. So um, through the handprints, they're able to clear the ex-boyfriend DJ, Jason, the chin strap, and the skinny friend, Brandon. Mm-hmm. But they're still on to Dante. And so are Delia and her binoculars. Yes, and ma'am. you're thinking I'm joking. She actually has binoculars. How has she not been arrested before for peeping Tom-ness? I think this is Delia's first foray into the seedy underbelly of private investigation work. Family not called the cops on her, I, saying this, this white lady next door is looking at us all the time through her binoculars. You don't think Delia's a little stealthy? Uh, I don't know. Undetermined. Um, I think she's out there with a picnic lunch. But they say... Chomping on apples really loudly. They say she's got... I thought she was more up in a tree. They say she has super... (laughs) They said super high-powered binoculars. So she has, like, expensive guy mall binoculars that are, like... It's like with the Sheila Davalu and they had night vision goggles. That's what I was wondering. If she asked her... She told her husband, I'm going to make a purchase... I don't want to hear about it. It can be my Christmas and my birthday present, but I need infrared. I just do. Don't ask questions. Yeah. Tom, you don't want to know. No, Tommy, I'm not. I'm not. It's a for Sarah. And he's like, Delia, you've got to get a job. You can't do this all day. So Dante was friends with Jason and Brandon. He was a they say he was a ladies man. Ladies loved his eyes. Yes, we well, he was in the military, but he dropped out and he seemed off since then. And since Sarah's murder, he seemed especially off. He would just it's stare. Marines, right? They say sure. Marines. Sure. I think that's what got it because isn't the Marines the really hard boot camp? Because he came back after boot. Yeah, I don't. I'm sure they're all hard for boot camp. But they, they, he, the thing is, he didn't see combat. It's not like he went away. No, no. Correct. And then, like, can't, he correct. just dropped out after boot. So correct. who knows? Okay. Um, does have some mental problems that, that we'll get into later. So he stand there and stare at you. That's what the one friend Brandon says. And Andrea's like, what would you do? And Brandon's like, I would just look away. And she's like, I know. you kept hanging out with him, though. And he's like, like, yeah. yeah I just look away. It's just, oh my, such a typical, it's my, it's my bro. (laughs) So, um, the one day Jason says that Dante pulled a shotgun on another guy that they were hanging out with. He just like flipped on him 
And Jason is telling the story like, I was up on the roof and I was like, I'm staying up here. I don't like guns. <laughs> I was like, why are you on the roof, chin strap? They're at a party and I think they're just like hanging out, jumping off the roof into the pool or something. Oh. So also, and also coward, go help your friend that the kid's pulling a gun on. Like mm -hmm. Brandon runs up and like starts talking to Dante and is like, hey, put away the gun or whatever. And Jason's like, oh, I'm going to go cry into my pillow made of toilet paper. Um, I, he is I'm not so, happy with him. Sarah's cell records show that after she got home at 1 a.m., she was talking to someone else back and forth, and then she met up with that person. Their cell phones came together, and that person was Dante. Dun, dun, dun. Dante had, of course, earlier said that he never spoke to Sarah. He had called her phone to talk to Jason. So they're able to match his handprint to the bloody print on the car because of the forensic girl but there's a yep. problem with the legality of the handprint because the cops hadn't read dante's rights that day because they he wasn't actually under arrest they right. were partially just taking him in because fam the nick and the family were going all sopranos on him right. so they were not like even really arresting him so he was free to go so the whole thing doesn't count but then that made me think maybe the bag of chin straps is telling the truth that they didn't read him his Miranda rights. If they didn't read Dante's, maybe they forgot also and didn't read chin straps. Possible? Yeah, I thought that too. I'm I'm giving I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt and say that chin strap is just making up stories, but they actually did. Oh, mess I thought up. you were gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. And I was like, he has not earned that. Oh no, absolutely not. The cops. Yeah. 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 So Dante is out free now. And Delia is continuing to be a total spy, and she finally comes in handy. She sees Dante crouch down in the car and thought it seemed very suspicious, so she tells the police. What does that mean? She drove by him, and she slows up, and because she's driving by and she sees a car she doesn't recognize and then sees Dante crouch down in the back? How does she know it's Dante from the back of his head? That, what? What if he was crouched down like laying backwards all the way, like the seat flipped all the way down. That's not crouching. No, you're right. How low was he crouching? He was trying to crouch, but he couldn't because he's tall, maybe. I don't get it. I bet it, the whole thing is... What did you see, Dahlia? Were you, did you have your binoculars at the same time as you were is driving? There more to that story. And Are also, you driving with binoculars? Because wouldn't the other person in the car be like, what is that late, that lady doing? That's no, they'd be like, that's the lady that spies on us all the time. That's and like just... peering in the car. Delia's life was in danger. I don't know if she knows that, but Delia, you in danger, girl. You're not being safe. So she calls the cops and they figure out that he has a one way ticket to Florida. He was fleeing. And the police are very grateful to Delia and her binoculars, which I felt like was inappropriate and basically occur encouraging everyone across America to spy on their neighbors now. I thought that was really sweet, actually, that the prosecutor says that, because how many times did Delia call the police station? Now, that, I think, was more than 30 times. Yeah, I do believe. 30 plus? I think she actually did call 30 plus times, and I thought it was the nice of the prosecutor to kind of throw her a bone and be Maybe. like, she did actually help us because we didn't know he was leaving until she called and told us that. And I think that's, you know what? Delia, if nothing else, you did that for the investigation the investigation. Sure. Maybe she got a little metal. 
I hope she got a little medal or like a thank you note from the department. I think we should be encouraging this sort of behavior. Just like Nick going all renegade, you can't encourage that sort of behavior either. I say let let them live. <laughs> live and let live. They're let the Delias people, live. Knocking people's headlights out and hitting their kneecaps and stuff. Well, I don't know about They're Nick's, acting like Nick's vigilanteism. Carrie, what's her underwood in that song? But Delia's snooping. I'm behind that. I'm behind Delia. I Would like, you want your neighbor to be snooping on you? How many so, cats do they have? So They've bored. thrown out this many cans of cat food. I know. How many are in there? 50? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Why doesn't that lady wash her hair? <laughs> is that Doc from Back to the Future? Who is that? <laughs> That's what they're thinking. Are those shirt as shorts? So the police find out there's another victim of uh, Dante. And they find this out from Jason, his friend, douchebag, who tells them that there's this friend that um, says that Dante attacked her and put a knife to her throat and tried to rape her. And it happened like two years ago and she was too afraid to report it. But she did tell Jason about it. Now, Jason, at this point, continues to hang out with Dante for the next two years and allows his best girlfriend slash cousin, in air quotes, Sarah, to hang out with him without warning her. Jason, so good job, buddy. I'm glad you told the police about that now that they're already looking at Dante, but like that information could have been useful to several people earlier. So did he just not believe her? I think, God, I don't even know. He already saw Dante flip out on this guy with a gun. So he knows he's capable of weird stuff. But this happened later. This happened years before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm guessing, so this would be before he went to the Marines also. Right. Oh, it would or be. This would be when he was like 17. Mm. So now because of Sarah, this victim, Nicole Lucas, is willing to report it. So now they can arrest Dante on the rape charge and get his handprint again legally to use it against him in the Sarah case. Attempted rape. Sorry, attempted rape. Right. And now they can use the handprint. So smart. I like that. I was so happy because this could have been. Oh, yeah. So Nick, of course, when he finds out that it's Dante, he wants to kill him. And Andrea says, try him in the court of Nick. And I'm like, don't encourage him, Andrea. Mm -hmm. This is a man who probably I think after like Thanksgiving dinner, Nick takes turns bench pressing every single member of the family. 20, 20 grandkids, all 20, all 20. No, but the women, too. Yeah, I maybe. Even the men. He's like, come on, pops. Yeah, he <laughs> might. See. That'd be really funny, though. <laughs> he allegedly once jumped over the counter at a Jamba Juice, beat up the employee for not putting enough creatine in his smoothie. Allegedly. Allegedly. But he j cried after because he's a softie. He is a softie. <laughs> he give him a shirt off his back. So we go to the trial. And of course, the family goes overboard again because they're too rowdy and enthusiastic, shall we say. And they have signs all over their cars. And they're like, the judge is very concerned about them. And he is like, sit quietly in the courtroom and try not to physically attack someone this time. And <laughs> I'm guessing they have to tie Nick down. Like, hand, uh, they seriously, I think they have to like duct tape him to the bench. Because I'm he, amazed that he's allowed in the courtroom. Yeah, it's concerning. 
Yeah. So they probably had extra bailiffs on duty that day. Oh, yeah. So the cell records show that Dante had driven by Sarah's house several times after the crime. Like he was checking on things. Mm -hmm. This was a few days after she went missing, but it's obviously before Delia was trailing him because she did not notice that he drove by Sarah's house. Um, the semen in Sarah matches Dante, and um, there's a s- blood stain of Sarah in Dante's car. And the prosecutor says one blood stain from a dead girl is one too many. Yes, I like that. I like this prosecutor so much. Now, when they find Sarah, they have um, no more fingers, but they have fingernails. Um, the finger, do they not say that? They do say that. I, that's what, what is it? But did I, am I m- misunderstanding it? They say we don't have fingers anymore, but we have nails. I think it was just, wait, it had only been um, like six days from when they found her from when she went missing. But they said it was very, she was very decomposed. Very decomposed. I think the elements, it was so hot and humid. Okay. And bugs, maybe. But does that mean they had just like skeletal bones and nails? No, I'm sure there was some remains on there for sure. But that's an awful thing to say. It is. Um, I really don't like that. But they have her painted fingernails. And <sighs> at this is like the final straw for Nick. At this point, he turns green and rips off his shirt like the Hulk. Yeah. And <laughs> grabs Andrea like King Kong and climbs up the Empire State Building. He Does he cry at this point? Is he crying at that? I think he just said he wanted to kill him. But that yeah. was pretty much obvious compared to what he had been saying the whole episode. Right. Yeah. So the um, defense attorneys, the blonde I noticed looked just like Michelle Babes with Coffee, but blonde. Oh, interesting. Exactly. Let me know if anyone else noticed. So they say Dante was targeted. And I'm like, um, Jason thought he was targeted. Brandon thought he was targeted. I'm sure DJ thought he was targeted. I don't think you can have tunnel vision for four different suspects. Right. But maybe I'm wrong. So they say the police framed him. Well, Andrea suggests it, and he doesn't deny it. He says the evidence is questionable. Um, This defense attorney. He basically says, he doesn't even imply, he says that the evidence is Photoshopped. And he says to Andrea, none of your viewers know what Photoshop is. And I was like, okay, Boomer, we know what Photoshop is. It's so, okay, he's so, he's the most defensive defense attorney I've ever seen in my life. Andrea's not personally attacking you, man. So sit down. Um, But he's like getting red because Andrea, all Andrea says is, well, where did the photo, she doesn't even get her sentence out. And he's like, none of your viewers are Photoshop. He's really (laughs) up in her grill and red and the, his partner, she's like looking at him like, I can't tell what the expression on her face is, is if it's like, you tell her or like. We talked about this, Jerry. Right. Or like, yeah, Jerry, did you take your pills today? It's, <laughs> you can't tell which one it is because it's really intense. He's just being an a-hole, honestly. Andrea's like, so you're uh, literally accusing the police of fraud. This whole thing is like. Oh, my gosh. And he's like, yeah, I think that ev- I don't think you can trust anything. They have to say. I have the exact quote. Would you like me to do it now? Sure. She said, I'm not saying they did or didn't. I'm just saying I'll never know if they did or didn't. What? Which means you're saying they did. That's That's the double negative. That what man, 
I didn't. I was not a fan. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Your viewers don't have Photoshop. So don't say that. And also, don't talk to Andrea like that. No. Have some respect. It only would have been worse if he had said, "Your viewers don't have Photoshop, Andrea." Sweetheart. Sweetheart. Sweetheart would have been way worse. Would have been the worst. But Andrea would have been a close second. Yeah. So Dante is found guilty. And at this point, (laughs) Nick says he envisions Angel Sarah on his shoulder. And he says, we got this pizza. And then he cusses. And it's like the NBC had to use all of its bleep budget in this one episode. I remember last time that we both were surprised at that. Because we expected it to be a much sweeter sentiment. Much sweeter. And instead it's like, we got this pizza. I thought he was going to say, like, Sarah's on my shoulder and she's saying, I can rest now. You guys can rest now. Be happy. Have a happy life. I'll see you later in the afterlife. And instead, it's like, we got that piece of shit. I love it. I I love it because that's like what she would really say. Probably. Like, that's the real one. And I was like, okay, I liked it better this time around. Let's put it that way. It went down easier. Yeah. So Dante gets life in prison. Then, okay, so we ended last time finding out that Dante, a year into his sentence, Dante is found dead in jail. And we did find that out last time? Yes. Okay. Um, We weren't sure if he killed himself, I think, but it's clear that he killed himself. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot more to it. There's a photo that surfaces, which is the last photo taken of him. And his face is insanely brutalized. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, he doesn't look like a person and, um, it's Mm. so swollen and beat up. And so his family says that the prison guards beat him up that night and, um, he was, um, in the infirmary and he was left alone, even though he had multiple suicide attempts and he killed himself. So he wasn't supposed to be left alone ever. And then I, we find out also that the, a suicide attempt is what caused him to leave the military. So he had had issues back, like always had had issues and had even more issues in prison and was in a health, mental health type jail facility really? where he especially should not be have left alone. Definitely and, not. Um, and so this was at least his second suicide attempt, but he was left alone long enough to commit suicide. So his family is suing because he was beaten up and um, yeah, and left alone. So that's kind of like the little mini update that we got. Um, that's the only update? That was the only thing that, yeah. And it's still ongoing, the lawsuit? We don't? Yeah. Oh. I don't know if Dateline's going to continue to follow what the, happens with the family. Okay. They try to make it more about Sarah's family. You know, like we end with Sarah's family at the beach and they're drawing her name in a heart on the sand and it's very sweet. And that's also how it ended last time, right? Yes. They just included the part about Dante's family suing. And so. So how did you know this was an update? Uh, Andrea said so. Okay. And Dateline said so. So. They tell us all week long. So now. The, people ask all week long. Oh, I see. So now the question is, is this going to be a more common thread that we're going to start going back to some cases and getting snippets of. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I think we're going to get snippets of things that can be added with the host, probably in voiceover. Like Mink had said, he does a lot of recording at home now. Right. Um, I see. And this was, 
I'm trying to think what part of this like actually was. They probably just used B-roll or the photo of Dante with Andrea's voice over it. So she could record that anywhere. Yeah, I think that's probably what we're going to start seeing. Interesting. Okay. Well, that's good to know because that's okay. That's where we're headed, which is actually fine with me because I would love some any updates on a lot of cases. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Mm-hmm. And so and maybe they'll do updates on episodes we haven't covered yet. And then yeah, that's what I'm hoping new too. to us. Or maybe we'll do repeats. What do you guys want us to do? Yeah. What do you think what will happen? Because this summer is going to be different. They usually have new episodes in the summer, but this summer is going to be different, I think. So yeah. Hmm. Mank said they were almost out. So, oh boy, what do you want? We want to record for you guys, but we want to keep it so that you're getting content that you like. And we definitely have some episodes that we have not covered that we can. Oh yeah, there's tons of datelines. Yeah, I have can, a list. We can still keep doing our Kimberly's favorites and other things. We're just, we just want to know if you guys like this style. If you like having like episodes that we've done before when they update, even if it's small. We can definitely do it again. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. This episode is dedicated to Alana, Katarina, and Samantha. And Charles. And Charles. Your friends, Kimberlia and Katia. Yay. Oh, I'm Katia. We need to add an A to Charles's. Charles. It's hard to add an A to Charles. Charles is a. I like Charles. Alana, Katarina, Samantha, Charles. Mm-hmm. Kimberlia, mm-hmm. Katia. These are beautiful names. I know. And I say your name as Katia in my head a lot. Do you know that? That's I don't really know cute. why. Why do I do that? I don't know. My mom has me in her phone as Kate's, I found out the other day. That's nice. Like, really? She doesn't call me Kate's that much. It's huh. like, that's sort of a weird, it's weird to me. Hmm. It's like me having my mom in my phone as Mumsy. I mean, I don't really call her Mumsy. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to us and supporting. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. That this was inadvertently dedicated to as well. I hope they're not mad. Don't be mad about sharing it with Charles, you guys. I'm not meaning to steal any thunder, but Charles is the one that was the inception point of this. I should say the 10 other people who said, yes, do this, they all get credit. But Charles specifically said that this original episode was one of his favorites of ours. Oh, no. No pressure. I'm glad you didn't say that at the beginning. I would have felt instantaneous pressure. Now I just have to go back and make it real good. Okay. Uh, thank you, guys. We so appreciate it. Thank we you so can't much. can't thank our Patroni enough. Seriously. Congratulations on your gorgeous names. Yes, you're winning. Good job so, on that. B-roll? Yes, um, ma'am. Question, does Nick have an extremely short torso or does he have very low seats in his car? Because his shoulders are lower than where the bottom of his window sit. Nary his head is sticking out. Low seats in his car. Low rider type seats, Low rider right? like type bucket seats. seats. Yes, low rider type seats. Okay, thank you. He did not seem to have a torso that was, okay, yeah, I didn't. It bothered me so much that I almost went and sat in my car to see where my shoulders went. And I instead Googled people sitting in cars and looked at the images to see where people's, and in all of the stock photos of people sitting in their cars, everyone's shoulders went above usually. Oh my. Windows. That bothered you. 
it bothered me that much that I was that curious. Okay. That I did a little, I became a dealer. You're a dealer. And I did a little bit of investigation. I like it. Um, there's one scene of the prosecutor walking down the hallway in her high heels, click clacking, and she walks next to a series of framed photos of old white men with oh, like boy. white beards. And I was like, down with the patriarchy. She's <laughs> like, good for her. Good for her. Look at her go. That's awesome. Yeah. She was really um Albert Stein was her last name. I like she her. She was great. I know an Albert Stein. Also Jew. Is she? I don't know. I like her even more. I haven't heard that last name before, but. Oh, I know an Albert Stein. It was um, my very good friend, Ramey's um, junior high and high school crush was Aaron oh. Albert Stein. I'm more thinking of a Jew would be an Albert Stein. First name, Albert. Last name, Stein. An Albert Stein sounds like an object. Can you make sure to polish <laughs> the Albert Steins? Okay, thank you. Doesn't it? It does yes. sound like. Okay. Yes, totally um, does. Uh, did you notice, I think, I don't know if I noticed this last time, but all the air fresheners in her, her car, in Sarah's car that were the rainbow trees, she had all the different, like she had them all stacked on the rear view mirror. Did you see that? I did not. But they were like all the different colors of them. And I was like, I want, I bet that's on purpose that she kept buying the different flavors and so, or not flavors, scents. And so it just looked like a rainbow of the trees. I thought it was really cute. Also, it's really cute, although I really don't like those. Oh, okay. I like the I like the strong scented car stuff. I've always have. I do, but I just the paper things I don't like. Oh. Oh, you like like the jelly ones that sit? Yeah, I honestly no, I take it back. Like I really just don't like any. I don't like a car that smells like things. It makes me nauseous. I get oh. sick. Okay, I get you. Um, you like it when it smells like old French fries. <laughs> like I I like it how my car smells, which is garbage and moldy hats so yeah i think that, uh, <laughs> that was one time it was one time many years i'll never forget hashtag that no, okay no can't do that so um also did you i don't remember you talking about the precious bmw like n- you did talk oh, about yeah. it nick buying no, her didn't. oh yeah. you didn't okay i don't think he bought it for her but he went with her to buy it the story of how cute that was. And I love it that, like, it's so right that, like, the 21-year-old Long Island girl, like, wants the BMW. Of course. But I was with Nick. I was like, they're very expensive to repair. They're very expensive to fix. And I kind of loved that because it was a very dad relationship that he had with her. It was really sweet. Um, So the science lab B-roll, she's, like, in a filtered lens. Did you notice that she's in yellow, our um, sci- Oswald? The scientist. I like that. That's very forensic files. It was very cool. And then she had a lot of loose pictures. My question for you is loose science pictures. Fine. Right. Those would not be in an album. They'd be in a folder. Hence the looseness. I don't have a problem when the cops do their um, their casting couch table. You don't. Okay. Which is the photos of like headshots and crime scene photos spread out. Right. I don't mind that as much. Okay, so science pictures fall in that category. Just making yeah, it doesn't sure. bother me as much. Yeah, yeah, I liked her. I like her so much in the studying of the handprints. I thought it was a really cool. She's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, she's really cool. Um, um no accent. So I don't know where she's from. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What else did you have for B roll? Nothing for B roll. Do you want to know about Nick's extreme? Hardwood flooring. Yes. Did you know that's the name of it? 
wonder if we looked it up last time. Because we you did. Go- because you yelped I, it last time. I had a Yelp review last time. So um, I did not. I think this is before Extreme came into being. Oh, yeah, definitely. So now we've we've got that. Um, extreme hardwood flooring is closed. Oh, no. I don't know what happened. It still does have a one star rating. Just one review. Here's what I'm confused about. How does a business only have one review? Uh, no, no, one star. Oh, an oh, so an average of one stars? Here's multiple yeah. one stars. But here's what I'm confused about. It is Well, he's beaten up half the town, so they're giving him one stars for that. He's Sorry, making a lot of enemies. One star, three reviews. And they're all one star? Yes. And uh one of them is really, really long. And then the other two are medium long. It's really intense, and they're Does, all talking. Uh, do any of them say he threatened to break my kneecaps? Um, there's lots of stuff about ripoff and scamming. A lot of that. Um, here we go. Nick has not made one attempt in four months to make things right. He clearly does not care about his reputation and has zero integrity. If you're looking for someone fair, honest, or reliable, I strongly suggest looking elsewhere. Oh, and when I told him I was going to write a review, he said, anybody could write those. It doesn't prove that you hired me. (laughs) Wow. How bad is that? Sure, except for the fact that I still have every single correspondence saved, being that it was all done through text. I guess he didn't think of that one either. Wow. So, yeah, she's really mad. Um, That's Danielle. Danielle from Greenlawn, New York, is very mad at Nick, who is now closed because he had three one-star reviews on. No, maybe he wanted to pursue his passion of being a nail technician. Do you think he did? Do you think he opened up? Gianetti, Gianetto's uh, floor salon or nail salon. Couldn't you see that? I totally could. Yeah, I definitely could. Because I wonder what he's doing now. He's not like, where is he? I wonder how he's doing in the pandemic. What's his quarantine like? Is the whole family together like how they were in the search party? They With one toilet? We just made up the one toilet, but... Because they used to have 20 grandchildren back in the day. So now how many? 40? They're just multiplying like rabbits. They're very fertile. Three sisters were pregnant at that time. Good lo- Okay, so we're just going to have, it's just children, children on children on children. All right. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Did you have um, any fashion police for this episode? Well, Nick's pink shirt fan. Yes, the pink Nick's shirt. Nick's outfit at the funeral. Yes, I remember from last time. You were mad that, and I felt like it was believable because he was just a mess. And so just threw on clothes. But everyone else is in dark suits and he's in a button down. Black. Untucked with khakis, but he's a mess. A light blue button down. I think it's all he's got. He wears colors that suit his tan. So he, he wears has pink. roided out out of all of his other suits that used to fit him. And he would be like the Hulk if he, he- tried to put them on. Maybe. I cannot confirm or deny that. Maybe. Um, this episode also had one of my favorite looks of Andrea of all time. Don't say it. I'm going to cut it again. You cut it last time? I think I had to be delicate with it. Again. I'll be really nice. This you is know mo- Andrea is virtually flawless to me. This Except- is her only flaw to me is this one outfit in this episode. Don't call it what you're going to call it. Okay. Um, what were you going to say, though? I'm curious. 
I was going to say it puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. You could call it the skin suit? It looks flesh colored. Like it's like it's skin. Like she's wearing someone else's skin. It's a jacket that's zipped all the way up. And it's like pale pink skin colored leather. Faux leather, probably. And zipped all the way up like a motorcycle jacket. But it's not a jacket because it's it's definitely a shirt because it's got a zip in the back. We're going to call it the manic couture. <laughs> Is that good? Instead of a mannequin. Yeah. It makes her look like a mannequin a little bit. And she's already yeah, perfect. Which she is so perfect. Now she's get out of my dreams and into Delia's car. Wait, don't go anywhere with Delia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, because Delia's driving around with her binoculars. Well, Delia's got like... You can't some... see well when you have the binoculars. She has some like natural stalking tendencies. So she just needs to just... Mm-hmm. Because it could get, it could go that way unless she uses her powers for good. I think Dealey has been kicked out of several boroughs of New York oh. for stalking neighbors and thinking there was a murder. And then finally there was a murder. And she was like, it actually went to good use, which she's been planning her whole life for. You know, I, I feel like this is a fluke. I feel like she got into this and then got in real deep and has made a total life turnaround. She may have gotten a divorce. She may have moved. She may be like living with the Long Island medium and there's a medium and a PI and she does PI work for her so that she can make see that. quote unquote readings for people. But actually Delia is doing all her dirty work and finding out all the details. Could you see that? Because psychics are real. And so is Teresa. Is she real? And, yeah. And um, is she really? I don't know that. I thought that most of them are not real. I like to think they're real. Okay. Um, I saw one that spooked me out. That Johnny kid, the Hollywood one. Yeah, he's real too. I think they're all real, except they're probably not. But I like to think they are. You might get yelled at. Um, I don't care. I'm going to keep thinking that they are. If you guys can have religion, I can have psychics, okay? You have religion, too, so you get both. I get both. I'm a twofer. <laughs> if if I think, I don't know what's happening with Delia, but I can definitely see her spying on people to see if their spouses are cheating on them. Yeah. And then she takes photos and then slips, they, then they meet for coffee and she slips them an envelope of photos across the table. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I didn't really have good titles. Did you have good titles? I remembered one from last time. I remember Delia's Big Adventure. That's what I wrote down. That must have been where I got it from. It was from last time. Damn yeah, it. that's I was all right. Really excited. It might have been yours from last time. No, I don't. Or think B- it was. Delia's big day out. It was something like that. I yeah, remember. Just... Could we get anywhere with handprints? And why didn't we last time? Because I don't remember getting anywhere with it last time. I don't. I feel like there was something in it, hand to hand. Anyways, what else do you have? Dante's Inferno. Yeah, I put Dante's personal Inferno. We must have done that last time too. Did you get manicured nails in a coffin? No. Oh, okay. Did we do that last time? Like the nail, the nails and oh, nails on a coffin. Nails on a coffin. So I did manicured nails in a it. coffin. That's very dark. Though. I know it is. Um, but I thought it wasn't rude. So because I wanted to do something with nails and anyways, um, and then I did instead of the good, the bad, and the ugly, I did the good, the Dante, who's the bad, and the defense. Hey, ugly. I was. I would have said, and the chin strap. Oh, and the chin strap. All right, I'm switching it. The good, the Dante, and the chin strap. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Thank mm-hmm. you. Teamwork. Um, I don't have any Twitter because it was just too hot to do Twitter, and no one was writing good things. 
Oh, that's all right. No one was saying good things. People were cranky about Nick. They were like, get Nick off my screen, Dateline. Why? Because he's violent? And I was like, Nick is great television. He's lovingly violent. He loved her. It's charming. He's mad for her. Right. We have no reason to believe he was not this violent before she was murdered, though. And he didn't just get like this about everything. I think that you definitely he's the kind of guy, though, that you'd you'd want on your side. You for sure would. Yes. Like if you were going to maybe do something questionable, you'd want him and his goons backing you up. Can I is goons derogatory? No, I think it's fine. Okay, I want to say Goombas, but is that not a word or is that a derogatory word? That sounds more derogatory. Yeah. Let's find out. What's a Goomba? Is that something from Mario Kart? Goomba. Gobbledygook. Oh, it is Goomba Mario movie. (laughs) 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 That's funny. Oh, boy. Oh, Urban Dictionary. Here we go. Oh, Goomba, Sicilian or immigrant Italian term of endearment. Used to mean a close friend. Oh, okay. that's not how you were using it, though. No, because also the the origin of this definition comes from the mythical creature dwelling in the mushroom kingdom of Super Mario games. That's hilarious. That's... There's another word that sounds like Goomba that you're thinking of. Because I'm thinking of it, too, but I can't think of it. It starts with a G? It's either starts with a G or ends with an oo sound. Um, and... And it's the term for like people like it, like a babushka, but like a, but for like Italian. Oh, uh, but more for a group of guys who are, um, you gaba, gab, gab, what am I trying to think of? Hold on. Um, uh, jabronis, jabronis. That's what it is because I was trying to think people were screaming at their podcast right now. And then we got there. Uh, you got there because I was looking up Mac. It's always sunny in Philadelphia because he's got a thing about it for a little while. He's everybody's a jabroni and he doesn't know what he's saying. And he uses the word over and over again. And like that, that's the only way I knew what that word was, was how to get. So I'm like, Mac, it's always sunny Italian slang. Like I was trying so fast to get there. You got there. Good for you. You got there in the heat. Okay, we're improving. So I think that the last date with double date with Dateline was our lowest point. And from there, we can only from the dust rises the phoenixes. Yeah, the ashes. The phoenix eye. You got there. Sure did get there. Mm -hmm. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this extra special update with Dateline. Update with Dateline. She's yeah. a marketing genius. I thought that's what you were doing. No, I wasn't. But maybe I was subconsciously being a genius, but you voiced it. Update with Dateline. I love it. It's perfect. Great. Good job. Hope you enjoyed this very special update with Dateline. Yay. It sounds good. Yeah, it really does. And don't watch alone. Don't. Follow us online. <laughs> Follow us on social media and check out our Patreon and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And do continue to watch alone for at least another month or two. Be careful out there, everybody. Wear your masks. Bye, everybody. Bye, good luck. You jabronis. <laughs> this, but the nails are kind of like the new mousetrap.
I almost feel like. But really? we don't get a lot of B-roll of it. That's what's missing. It's like a lot of B-roll of painting nails, like close-ups on a dark canvas of nail painting. That's what I feel like I was expect, like a spotlight on nails and the nails are sitting on fabric and someone's painting them. That's what I, f- I feel like that if this episode was a different season, had a different vibe, they would have done it. I guess. Or maybe I what if it was the episode we just had a couple weeks ago and it had dramatic spotlights on one finger at a time and then two fingers and then three fingers. I feel like in early Dateline days, they would have gotten stock footage of nail painting. I feel like past 2015. I feel like I like to think that we have noticed some sort of pattern. Yeah, like, me too. Like, see, this was the season of the this thing that they did. And in reality, we're not that bright. No. So In reality, there is no pattern. Dateline does what it wants to do when it wants to do. And it has a variety of different producers that all do their own Whenever you say thing. that, I picture me standing in front of a wall of photos with red string attached. And I'm like, there's gotta be a pattern. And you're like, there's no pattern, Kimberly. And you slap me across the face because I'm going nuts. <laughs> and then I just pull down every, I go all carry on Homeland and I pull everything off the wall. And then on the crumpled piece of paper, I push two together that don't go together. And I'm like, I found it. I found the key. I solved the puzzle. Make um, wore this hanky in 99 and that that corresponds to keith's converse shoes in 2017 they (laughs) foreshadowed 9 11 (laughs) in the host's outfits oh my gosh that's what i feel like i'm thinking we're gonna do one day we'll get there there is a pattern we will find